0: Happy Hump Day, it is Wednesday for your day check. Wednesday, Hump Day, closer to the weekend if you're still out there working, if you're quarantining, social distancing, staying at home, doesn't really matter what day it is. Happy Hump Day. Good morning, Nelly. How are you? Morning. Yeah, it really doesn't matter what day it is, especially if you're quarantining. (laughs) Uh, It does not. All kinds of stuff to talk about today, Um, but... Uh, You know, yesterday we were doing the, I think Doug and Shano called in about 6'10 yesterday and said, what do you guys think about doing a Wisconsin football all-time team? Well, we appreciate the idea, Doug. We uh, tackled the offensive side of the ball yesterday, but I have a poll I'm going to put up momentarily to really, because we need to figure out which running back is going to join Ron Dane for the all-time team. Will it be Melvin Gordon or will it be Jonathan Taylor we never could come to a conclusion yesterday so Nelson I think right away which Wisconsin running back would you select with Ron Dane behind the all-time team I'll put it up on the Twitters and we'll get the vote on and we'll finalize that come 10 o'clock and hopefully by 10 o'clock we'll also finalize the defensive side of the ball as today we got to pick our all-time Wisconsin football D side of the team I think there's going to be some big debates when it comes to linebackers.
1: Yeah, linebacker, there's going to be a ton of them, and just even a ton just from 2000 on. I know. How
0: should I word this? Which Wisconsin running back do you think is better, or which Wisconsin running back should be on the all-time team joining Ron Dane?
1: Either or. I feel like if
0: if they're better. I'll just do which running back is better then. All right, we'll put that up on Twitter right now, at Zone Madison. You can go get your vote on once I hit submit on this one. So yesterday we uh, came to the conclusion that it would be quarterback Russell Wilson, wide receivers Lee Evans and Altoon, tight end, the man himself, the face that built the place, Pat Richter. He'd, Pat Richter joined us on the show yesterday with his son, Barry Richter, at 7 o'clock, shared some awesome stories. But then the best part about the call was Pat Pat Richter, he's down in Florida right now. He had to jump off the line because he had a tee time he had to get to. Yeah, he was going golfing. Golfing. Something I wish we could do here in Wisconsin. But Pat Richter, uh, tight end. Running back, we have Ron Dane on there. We're going to find out if it's going to be joining him. Melvin Gordon or Jonathan Taylor. Fullback, the Hebrew Hammer, Matt Bernstein, who joined us on the show yesterday, shared some amazing stories. I think Bernie would call in every day it was up to him to share stories, Nellie. He talked for, what, a half an hour straight yesterday?
1: Pretty much, yeah, and I think he would have kept
0: going. Yeah, But we were late for a break. Good on him. I love me some Bernie. Center was Mike Webster. A left tackle was Joe Thomas. Right tackle was Aaron Gibson. Left guard was Travis Frederick. Right guard was Kevin Zeitler. And then our kicker was Jim Bakken. Legend. Um, You satisfied with the list? I'm pretty satisfied with the list of the offensive side of the ball. I mean, we got to figure out that one running back, but I'm satisfied with the list. Yeah, overall, I think it's pretty
1: solid I mean offensive line was probably the hardest to put together just because there were so many options and so many deserving guys
0: yeah it's uh I mean it's a good problem for Wisconsin to have a lot of talent coming through uh that pipeline speaking of talents and running backs did you see that Wisconsin got another commit for the 2021 class Uh, a three-star recruit out of Tennessee so the recruiting trail doesn't stop for your Wisconsin Badgers uh, what was his name? Antoine Roberts out of Tennessee announced his commitment yesterday. Three star, 76th best running back in the country. He joins other running backs for the 2021 class. And Jackson Acker from Verona and Loyal Crawford out of Eau Claire. Uh, those are other two three star running backs. So that's the top 10 recruiting class in the country and number two in the Big Ten for your Wisconsin Badgers who just churn out. What does Wisconsin churn out the most? Running backs? Offensive linemen or linebackers, man.
1: Probably it's probably either or: offensive line or running back. Especially since uh, Barry Alvarez got here in 1990.
0: Yeah, I mean it's a their cup overfloweth with talent on all those positions. All right, I just put it up: Melvin Gordon or Jonathan Taylor. I put it up at Zone Madison. Go get your vote on. I think Rowdy, you're gonna vote for Jonathan Taylor. Yes. Man, I'm a Melvin Gordon guy. I do love JT, though, but man, I am a Melvin Gordon guy. I mean,
1: if it was up to me, I'd vote for both of them. Both oh, yeah, of them I know. over Ron Dane. I'm just putting that out there.
0: Yeah, you put it out there many times. You have Ron Dane, third on your list. The NCAA's all time leading rusher, third on Nelly's list. Ron Dane. So what do you want to start today? You want to start with um the line, the defensive line? You want to start linebackers? You want I think to... we should start with safety. Because safety? I think
1: it'll be a pretty quick. Or should conversation. we start with or
0: should we start with punter? just get the punter out of the way. Is there an all-time punter? Does it matter? All right, let's go safety then, since you don't have a punter on the brain. What do you think for safety? Did I you think start there's, him last night? I think night?
1: there's basically two two names. <laughs> Jim Leonard and Troy Vincent. <laughs> I, th-
0: I think we I think we already got them right there. Like
1: there's some obviously there's some other quality players, right? Yes. Like but those are And there's two, emotional
0: pick and nostalgic picks.
1: Those are two clear cut yeah. One Badger legends and two NFL players that had long
0: careers. Yeah, I think that's pretty easy. I mean, is there. Can you honestly put someone above those two? No. <laughs> so it's just like that. That's how easy we got it. And how did we have. We kind of did that with the wide receivers yesterday, too. There were some like nostalgic picks, but when it comes down to it, Lee Evans was the clear cut number one, and then Al Toon. Uh who could you put anyone above El Toon? I don't want to rehash yesterday, but we kind of talked about it a little bit, but I think they it was pretty easy. I think you could easily
1: argue for guys like Chris Chambers.
0: You could. It was and um I mean, could you just throw Jared Aberderis up there? I mean, he was he was a stud when he was here, right? Yeah, he was. So we're going Troy Vincent though, when it comes to the defensive side of the ball, you got Troy Vincent and Jimmy Leonard. I mean, all timers right there. And right? then
1: plus, Jim Leonard could also be the D coordinator on this all time team.
0: Yes. <laughs>
1: uh, He's player coach. Uh, man, what about uh, Maragos? Chris Maragos was good. But yeah. I mean, you can't put him in over those two guys. I mean, Caputo was good.
0: Oh, dude. Caputo. Yeah. Remember, um, was it the Alabama game when he got, was he the one that got the concussion? He lined up with Alabama or he went to their huddle? Yes. He,
1: he had a lot of concussions back then.
0: Yeah, he did. I feel bad for that guy. Well, Troy Vincent, Troy Vincent, though, I mean, do you consider it? Isn't he more of a cornerback?
1: I mean, a D-back, cornerback, uh, you th- well, safety.
0: Could you? I mean, what about Maragos? Maragos was like a safety.
1: I mean, Troy Vincent played, was a Hall of Famer. I know, he gonna... but he's like a cornerback,
0: though. I'd list him as a safety. All right. Well, I'm 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 putting Jimmy Leonard in a pen right now. I'm I'm gonna wait for RG to come in here to really get his take on that. But I I feel you on that one. But man, it's something that we gotta figure out here uh, when it comes to safety. Cornerbacks, um, we could get some debate on there. I think linebacker's the one that's gonna take up the brunt of the time. And then defensive line, I think we could tackle that relatively quick, but linebackers, we're yeah, gonna have a know. debate.
1: Defensive line, once you actually start to think about it, there's a lot of guys that uh all of a sudden, when you start brainstorming, start coming to mind.
0: Yeah. I think linebacker, linebacker will be the biggest debate, don't you think?
1: Linebacker, D-line.
0: Yeah, linebacker for me will be the biggest one. So we'll we'll dive into that coming up. 608-321-1670. Twitter is at Zone Madison. So start thinking of all-time defensive players for your Wisconsin Badgers as we finish out the defensive side of the ball and uh, other, show, other show topics today, Kirk Cousins has said some very interesting things when it comes to the possibility of the NFL not having fans in their stands. This is just so par for Kirk Cousins' course. Uh, we'll talk about that. Uh, more stuff on uh, college football. Ohio State is crunching the numbers when it comes to, speaking of no fans in stands, what would it be like for... You know, a giant facility like the Horseshoe not to have any fans in their stands. They've been crunching the numbers on how it would hit their, you know, their pocketbook. And we got to also, you know, take it here to Camp Randall and what would happen because there's nothing better on a Saturday than going downtown Madison and grabbing a Bloody Mary, grabbing a burger, grabbing a brat, grabbing, you know, a, a Miller Lite, some kind of brewski. Maybe you want, uh, you know, a screwdriver or a mimosa. Just grabbing whatever and just tailgating with your fellow man. The amount of money that flies in and out of downtown Madison and that Regent Street area during a Badger Saturday is absolutely insane. Could you imagine if we still are in this lockdown, Nelly, and there's no fans in the stands, the amount of money I know money's already being hemorrhaged. There's money hemorrhaging everywhere right now. It sucks. Do you imagine the amount of money lost downtown Madison? It's, it'll be or wild.
1: W- or if they weren't allowed to have all the people in Camp Randall, would the bars still be able to be open? Would they still be able to have people in it?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, the, ram- the domino effect is is nuts. So Ohio State. Because with all the oddities that have been going
1: around here in the last month, wouldn't it just be like the norm for Wisconsin not to have fans, but the bars would be able to be open? I feel like that would just make sense, right?
0: Yeah, so I went to um, – I wanted some – I didn't want to – I'm sick of cooking at home. So yesterday, my my wife and I we went to Kudoba, uh, and when we were driving there, I was like, I don't know if you can go into the restaurant and and order. Like, I I don't know if you can do that. So we called Kudoba for like because they do drive curbside pickup. So we called them, and they kind of were confused on our questions because they thought we had an order to pick up and they couldn't find our order. And we're like, No, 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 no. We're trying to we were trying to order to pick something up, and they said, Oh, you can come in. So. We went into Qdoba, and they had X's, like, taped on the floor of, like, six feet apart to stand. But my wife and I, we were the only people in there. There's There was not a single car in the parking lot. No one there. And we were there, and we were talking to the employees. Like, we were ordering like it was normal. Like, it you know, like there was no social distancing or quarantine thing, it was just like you got in line, you ordered your food like you always do. You all have a flour burrito, bro, white rice, some beans, and then I'll have some chicken, some queso, and I got my almond. you know, you go down the line and you'd order what you want. It was it was like nothing had changed. It it, it it felt good. It was like some normalcy in life to actually go somewhere, order something, talk to someone in person, pay in person, and then get back in your car and leave and go home and eat it. Like it was – I was blown away. I didn't know you could still do that, so it felt good. Is, did you know you could still go to a restaurant and do that? No, I haven't. I haven't been inside a restaurant. Yeah, I, in over a month. It was. It was nice. It was like a breath of fresh air. And I was talking to uh, one of the ladies that I think she's a manager or in charge of that day or whatever. And and I was talking to her. I'm like, "How have you guys, you know, been doing for business?" And she goes, "We've been slammed, all online orders." And I asked her you know, are you guys busier? Or are you less busy? How are you? She goes, honestly, I feel like we're more busy and it's more of a, a madhouse with all these online deliveries and pickups and whatnot because people's orders are always getting messed up because they can't, you know, physically be there to say, I want this sour cream or that kind of salsa, yada, yada, yada. And I asked her, I'm like, do you miss the old, you know, kind of the old kind of way? How it used to be. He goes, yeah, I miss it a lot. I prefer it that way. But it was so weird to go into a restaurant and actually be able to order something. It was, it felt good. Felt nice, so I don't know, man. That's apparently you can do that. It felt pretty good, and then my burrito was amazing. So shout out to Qdoba for, um, you know, hooking it up. They also gave me some chips going the side. You know, I used to get chips in the salsa around here.
1: Yeah, they're, restaurants are now probably allowed to be open like that if they have a
0: bottle of hand sanitizer at the end of the, the I counter. Mean, <laughs> I guess I wasn't looking for that because I didn't really care. I guess, but yeah, I mean, we did our. <laughs> We stood. We stood a little farther away from the glass, and we ordered and whatnot. It was. I don't know. It was. It was nice to have some something that how it like used to be. Uh, anyways, that's just my thought. Six oh eight three two one sixteen seventy Twitter Zone Madison. I want to talk more on this Ohio State. They were crunching the numbers on you know losing fans, losing the opportunity for fans to be in the stands. Remember, Ohio State is also one of the college campuses stadiums that. Sells liquor, something that Wisconsin doesn't do. So they they would be losing even more money. But then you look at Wisconsin and you know all the bars around there. I've never been. You know, have you ever been to the Horseshoe? No,
1: I've never been to Ohio for football.
0: Neither have I. I wonder if there's like a giant bar scene around it. I, I don't I don't think there's there's no way there's one like Madison has. Unless RJ, RJ's been to the Horseshoe a couple of times. Maybe he comes in here. We'll ask him. I want to talk more on this Ohio State. They crunched the numbers. The amount of money they're going to lose is staggering. What would that mean for Wisconsin, Camp Randall, the businesses downtown? Um, hey, Doug, what's up, man? Hey, good morning. How are we living today? Pretty good. I got my all-time team for you. All right, I'm listening, Doug. Aberdaris, Lee Evans. Ooh, Aberderis Aber- making the list. I love it. Okay. Travis Beckham, Joe Thomas, Gabe Karimi, my left guard. Travis Frederick, Kevin Zeller, Ryan Rabshick. Russell Wilson,
1: Greg Ewing, Melvin Gordon. And my old my D line I got O'Brien Schofield or Schofield, yep. Wendell Bryant, Bo Island, and JJ Watt. I'm running a four three here, so I got uh, <laughs> TJ Watt, Chris Borland, and Vince Beagle. Love it. Jamar Fletcher, Troy Vincent, Dakota Dixon, and Jimmy Leonard.
0: Dude, I mean Doug, you were the reason why we started this yesterday. You called in what at uh what, six ten? Yep. And yep. uh, you inspired it. So I love the list, man. We're going to tackle our defensive line and linebackers here in just a moment. And I want to thank you once again for inspiring this list for us, Doug. And I love your I list know. as well. I enjoy it. Hey, Ebo, have yeah. you ever been to Red Rocks? Uh, the, the concert venue? Yeah. I unfortunately have not. It's on my bucket list. You have to go there. And it it's probably the best place oh, to watch. It looks and incredible. Who have you? Yeah. Have you? Then I take Yep. It? I saw Gary Clark Jr., the record company at John Bartram. And dispatch. Oh, man, that sounds awesome. Yes, it was, it was pretty good. Yeah, man, concerts will be a thing again, Doug. You and I will go together, all right? We'll yep, go to Red Rocks. You will. Right? <laughs> See you, brother. Good stuff. All right, thanks. Doug and Shano right there. 608 321 1670 Twitter zone Madison. Yeah, he inspired the list for us. All right, so let's do it. Linebackers. We got we to gotta pick linebackers. This is the time for linebackers. Does Chris Borland make the list?
1: I think he does. Chris Borland's know, the
0: man. Yeah. We're only going off of what he did at Wisconsin. This, yeah, well, this is the Wisconsin all-time, not what it, they did in the NFL afterwards. Not what, yeah, not what he, <laughs> said,
1: not what he said or did
0: afterwards. But yeah, take forget about the Aaron Hernandez documentary where Chris Borland kind of threw UW under the bus. Yeah, I, and kind, but of, I mean, kind of mean did did. did. <laughs> a lot of people aren't happy about that uh, up on Twitter and Twitch right here. They didn't care about me. But Chris Borland, while he was playing, oh my god, the guy's a beast. He's got to oh, be on the list.
2: I forgot about Jason Doring, safety. The guy was a
0: well who do we Alright, before we get back to linebacker safety, Jim Leonard and
2: Yeah, I don't we we hadn't gotten there yet. And yeah. And I, I mean we haven't even gotten the other quarterback yet.
0: We no, we got Fletcher and um
2: Vincent. 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 Okay. Um, Jim Leonard and Mad Vandenboom, Jason Doring, Dakota Dixon. Nah. Uh, that that ugh.
1: Caputo Marigos.
2: Caputo Marigos. Yeah, I mean, the
0: list goes on and on. All right, all right, let's go back to linebackers then. <laughs> Chris Borland, is he on the list? I say yes, because Chris Borland is... Yeah. Yes, okay. I agree. And now we're just going linebackers. We're not going... Are we going inside, outside? We're just going no, linebackers. No, just four linebackers. Yeah, just
2: four. And we're going to do four defensive linemen.
0: Yeah. Okay, so Chris Borland, what about... I'd have to go with... T.J. Watt. Pete Monte. What about T.J. Watt? What about T.J.
2: There are better linebackers
0: at Wisconsin... Thank you. Than uh, okay. J. Watt. I was glad you said that cuz I wanted someone to stir the pot a little bit. And well, I would people take, get caught up in the Watt name. Yeah. Is TJ Watt a top 4 linebacker in Wisconsin? I would history? take
1: Showbird over TJ Watt.
0: Yeah,
2: Showbird over TJ Watt, Pete Monty over TJ Watt. Um you know, it, just there's other guys at Wisconsin that their careers and their stats were better than TJ Watt. Now,
1: and, I think you I think you, if you really looked at it, I think overall stats, I mean, TJ Edwards is probably better than TJ Watt. Uh TJ Edwards, Leon Jacobs.
0: Mike uh, What about so we got on Twitch uh in process, Mike Taylor's got to be on the list. Mike Taylor Oh, absolutely. I I tried to get Mike Taylor on the show today, but he um he, Mike, Con- conflict so mike i'm trying taylor, to get mike taylor
2: on both mike taylor and tj edwards are in the top 10 all time for uh career tackles at wisconsin
0: mike taylor had one of the greatest stories i've ever heard too when our sports director oh. zach heilprin sat down with him for the wisconsin <laughs> football round <laughs> just Roundtable.
2: randomly drops yeah
0: got shot He got shot <laughs> by his brother, by his brother <laughs> in the leg and he walked it off and played it off for like weeks <laughs> Yeah, he had a he had a bullet stuck in his leg for weeks. Yeah, before and finally just... <laughs> he kept limping around, and his mom was like, "What's wrong with you?" He's like, "Oh, nothing." And finally, he's like, "Oh yeah, my brother shot me." Six nine eight three two one sixteen seven. Let's go back to the phones. Welcome to the Joan Ebo Show. Who do I got? Uh, you know, the guy. A guy. A guy. Yeah. Hey, two names to throw out there. Look up David Greenwood for safety, and look up uh, Dave Cross and. And his stats at linebacker.
2: Yeah, he Dave Crossen is was one of the best linebackers at Wisconsin as well back in the seventies.
0: Hey, guy, what do you think of our list right now, though? Of of cornerbacks, Jamar Fletcher, Troy Vincent, then safeties Jim Leonard, and then we have one open, I guess. I can't argue with any of that, really. But I would take a look at David Greenwood. He was something else. We will do that, guy. I appreciate your time, brother. Take care. Take care, (laughs) guy. Coming in hot. 608-321-1670, 608-321-1670 Twitter Zone Madison. So, Chris Borland, he's on the list. Now we have now we're talking about Mike Taylor, despite him getting shot by his brother. That was when he was <laughs> a, a kid. Statue uh, Statute of Limitations has run out. Hell of a story. You can go check it out. It's still archived yeah. up at the podcast Wisconsin Football Roundtable. It's one of the funniest stories I've ever heard. Is Mike Taylor top four, though? It's just- Maybe, but I mean, I you also I got don't to think drop so. in
2: DeAndre Levy, Jonathan Giesias, yeah. yeah. Alex Lewis. So
0: no, Taylor um, phenomenal, but I don't think Taylor's. He no he, he
1: comes forward. in as like a Peter Kahn's on our center list.
0: Yeah, <laughs> he's like uh, a fourth or fifth yeah, outside good, of the thing,
1: but, and he's really good.
0: Yeah,
2: um, you know, Jeff Mack was was a pretty darn good inside linebacker for Wisconsin in the late '90s, early 2000s. Uh, Nick Gryson. I mean Wisconsin has there's so many a few guys who their careers uh played out much better than right, I just TJ have Chris, Watts. I
0: literally just have Chris Borland written down right now. Yeah,
2: I know. I mean we're not I'm not even done naming people off. I no, mean we had name. like a- Eric Unverzak. uh I, I, I mean what? How many did we just reel off there?
0: I can't even keep count. There's so many. Yeah.
2: And I mean I think we should do the ones I have, we've said after um, T.J. Watt. And, yeah, T.J. Watt started as a, a tight end, got injured, sat out, moved over to linebacker. All what these Jack guys Sitchi? have been better producers as a linebacker that, at Wisconsin.
0: At yeah, Wisconsin. Yeah, we're, we're, we're not talking professional. We're talking at Wisconsin. Uh, then T.J. Watt. What
2: about Sitchy? I, I think he falls into much. that. I think he falls into the same category as uh, T.J. Watt.
0: Yeah.
2: I mean, he was really good here statistically and career-wise, I'm not going to go off a one season or just three-sack Jack and say, that's the guy. That was a hell of a right? that Three straight plays.
1: Stitchy again! And he did it again! He did it again! Jack Sitchi!
2: Uh, And it's not taking anything away from him. But you're not
0: just putting him in there. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, listen, you still can be phenomenal. Right. But you, how can you be an all-timer when you only have, like, one phenomenal season? Do you season? think we could almost yeah. do
1: this by, like, decade? Like, your 2010s on, your 2000 to 2010? Probably. Here, <laughs> and, like, pick the best <laughs> linebacker from all of them.
0: Let's get us started. Here. And USC's done a great job of doing that this year. Tesla, pressure coming in, ripped down by Sitchi. There's one. And then started against Stanford. Rodgers is back now at center. Second and a quarter the field, it's Cicci again, down goes Kessler again. There's two. Confusion up front. Third and 31.
2: Straight up the middle on the third
0: one. Didn't third down and 31, <laughs> Cicci penetrating again, and down goes Kessler again. Jack Cicci doing it all on this drive for the Badger D. Take that, USC, you bums.
2: Uh, Man, all right. They were supposed to blow us out that game. That was
0: awesome. <laughs> <I like. laughs> all right. Anyways, Jack Sitji is phenomenal as the three sacks, the three sack attack hat trick was. He ain't making the all time list. No offense to Jack Sitchy. Yeah. I mean, I my
2: one to be an automatic on the list would be Pete Monty. I'm fine with that. Um, he's still the career leader in total tackles. Um, he's just. He was that transition uh from I'm writing down the doldrums to what Wisconsin is now. I'm writing um, it down. That's it. he's in. All right. Well, there you go. DeAndre Levy. I mean, he yeah, he's one of those guys. I mean, you might just put him in there for breaking Joe Paterno's leg. <laughs> I think,
0: dude. <laughs> I think he's an automatic yes shoein' before because of that reason alone, what do you think? He of, said that was his favorite moment of his career. I did like that. DeAndre Levy came out and said when he broke Joe Pa's leg, when he was protecting those child abusers, when he broke his leg, that uh, was his just one, just one. So just one. <laughs> well, Penn, <laughs>
2: there there was a bunch of them, but it was just
0: when one he, guy when they were when a bunch of people were protecting a child abuser, a go. scumbag, rotten hell, you trash. Yeah. When DeAndre Levy broke Joe Pa's leg, he said that was his favorite moment of his entire career. Would you guys well
2: and it happened retroactively because we didn't find out about it until after his collegiate career was done.
1: Yeah. Would you guys be all right with the four linebackers being Borland, Monty, DeAndre Levy, and Joe Schobert?
0: Dude, Joe Schobert's a beast.
1: Yeah, I, I don't. Think I'd really have a problem with
2: it.
0: We're, we might we might irk some old timers that have like seen. Here's the thing: we're victims of when we were born in our age. Yeah, and I mean, just like Guy,
2: yeah, said, a Guy who called in, Dave Crossan was an an amazing player here at Wisconsin back in the late '70s, when in uh, you know you were transitioning into the Dave McLean era there in the early '80s, and. I Think he might have played his last year for Dave McClain in '79. Um, but I mean, he played on some not good teams, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and he was the man. Um, but I mean, for some of us, it turns into well, the, then yeah, I think I'm, of
0: like, then I have bias because I, I witnessed like Showbird and I witnessed Borland, right? And I witnessed you know, Levy, so right. it's like, you know,
2: yeah, uh. I mean, all four of those guys, I, I don't have a problem with it. I mean, even in terms of if you don't see him on the tackles for loss, uh, your top four right there, uh, and tied with some other guys, Borland, Shobert, and Levy are all in your top four for forced fumbles. Uh, you know, it's – I'm okay with those four.
0: All right, welcome back in. Joe Bo show marching on. All-time Wisconsin team. We're on the defensive side of the ball right now. And uh, Mitch and Madison messaged me. He said, what did you, I missed it yesterday. What did you guys do for wide receivers? We settled on Lee Evans and Al Toon. But, I mean, you can make a case for Lee Evans has to be on there. You can make the case.
2: Jared Aberderis. Aberderis. I know
0: Doug and Sean called call yeah. in. He had Aberderis on his. Yeah. You can make the case for a lot. But we went with Lee Evans and Ale Toon. Yeah, I mean, we talked. You know, just think of Quintez Cephas had another year. Chris Chambers, Chris Chambers, Brandon White, or Brandon Williams,
1: Brandon even B. Will, Jonathan Orr was pretty good yeah. too. I mean, Tony
2: Simmons, my favorite, Lee Doramus. Uh,
0: that's a, I love that name. Just the name alone, it's yeah. like a power name, <laughs> Lee Doramus.
2: I mean, all those guys we just mentioned are in your top ten for receiving yards. Yeah, and Alex Erickson rounds rounds out uh, the tenth. Other than that, the only one that's not a receiver in the top ten
0: is travis beckham and then right there at number 11 pat richter pat richter the, the legend pat richter yeah. called in yesterday well, let me rephrase that his son barry richter called in to to uh you know prop his dad up and be like yo boys my dad's got to be on the list and then you know who called in when barry was calling in was his dad pat richter right before he had a tee time <laughs> golfing in florida and pat as like the most pat richter is like the most humblest guy ever He never, never talks about himself. He's always talking about how others, you know, there's always someone else. There's always someone else. There's always someone else, which is, that's what good leaders do, is they prop up other people, and that's what Pat Richter did.
2: I mean, he named two other guys that he played with that he said need to be on the team.
0: Yeah, it's, Pat Richter (laughs) is one of the coolest, the Richter family is awesome. Yeah. Barry Richter is just one of the coolest guys I've had the pleasure to meet, go to some concerts with, hang out, have a beer with. He is so nice, so cool. And his dad. I, I can see why Barry's so nice because that's how his dad is. The apple don't fall far from the tree right there. So then we were talking you know, to Pat, and Pat's like, well, my last year in the pros is when football players started actually started lifting. to lift weights. <laughs> so Pat, if you were tough. And you were like a tough farm kid or something, or maybe maybe you got a little, like, you could run fast. You played. You didn't lift any weights, but you played. He's like, yeah, my last year of Washington was when we started to finally lift weights. And then we go into, all right, dudes that lifted weights and ate a lot. The linemen, defensive linemen. Let's let's go. Let's go. You got to have, speaking of a guy that lifts a lot of weights, he's a lot of food, J.J. Watt. Yeah. J.J. Watt has to be on the list. Is, mm-hmm. there, any, is there any disagreement there? Not really. No. All right, <laughs> JJ Watt, I mean yeah. right there. And RJ, you got the the Wisconsin Bible in front of you when it comes to stats for Wisconsin football. And I didn't
2: need 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 him for these these guys, but uh, even though he played linebacker his freshman year, after that he was all D line. Tarek Sala. Oh, dude, yeah. Um, still the career leader in sacks and tackles for loss, sack yardage.
1: Um, just just even guys that I remember yeah. you had Wendell Bryant, Wendell, yep. Hawthorne um why am I blanking?
2: Erasmus James.
1: Erasmus James, that was um, the one I couldn't... I
2: mean, then you go back to the 90s, you got Mike Thompson, Tom Burke. Yeah. Who I mean, he was pretty darn good. too. uh Don Davey, which
1: was mentioned a, a little earlier. Um if you just had a defense with J.J. Watt and Erasmus James both playing D-end.
2: Yeah. I just, mean, just right there. That's
1: <laughs> I mean, and Tarek Salah was a D-end, too. And,
2: I mean, he was more productive than Erasmus James even was. Uh, but then when he got to the pros, he was deemed too small and too slow to, to play a D-end or then an outside linebacker, so they moved him to fullback.
0: <laughs> um, um, what about the guy the Packers passed on in the draft? Um, uh, Tim... What's his last name? We have Nick Hayden. Oh, Tim Crumry. He was Tim Crumry is a beast. Another defensive tackle
2: who uh, went on and I believe played in the NFL. Uh, Daryl Sims back in the uh, eighties, early eighties was awesome. Uh, I mean, yeah, D line. Well, right now
0: we have J.J. Watt and uh, Sala. Yeah, I'm just saying, D-line. I know. So we have two spots right now, another another tough one. There's Uh, so
2: many. Because, I mean, in your top overall, uh, what, uh, was Tim Jordan? You want to look him up? I can't remember if he was a D-lineman or a a linebacker. Um, He was a linebacker. Okay. Um, But, yeah, and, I mean, we also had O'Brien Schofield oh, yeah, uh, yeah. talked about a little earlier in his, you know, the three years that he actually was a starter and got significant playing time. He was amazing. You said Don Davy, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. wow. Nick um, Hayden, Bo Allen, Nick Hayden, Bo Allen. Yeah, you go down that list, and these guys are awesome. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But it's going to be another one of those things where you kind of. Some guys go to the the wayside.
0: Well, I mean that's just you know it's no it's no disrespect to them. It's no, just, It's just I, is what I, it is. You can only pick some, you can only pick one <laughs> uh, or four, I guess in this case. But it's it's tough to do. Uh, Six hundred eight oh, three two and sixteen seventy. Twitter's John
2: He was pretty darn good when he was here. Um, Becker just hit
0: me up. Shaughnessy. Matt Shaughnessy.
2: Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. I mean, he's just a t- Tom Burke, Erasmus, James, Shaughnessy. Mike Thompson. Artie Ho comes in with Erasmus James. A lot of love for Erasmus James, and rightfully so. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Should we pencil him in for one of the four? I mean, he was a first round pick, too. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Doing it. And then decided to spend all his money rather than play football.
0: But yeah. yeah hey. You can only lead a horse to water already. <laughs> <Right. laughs> Can't make him drink. Um Yeah. Uh so right now we have one D-lineman spot open, a safety spot open, and a punter,
2: and a punter.
0: <laughs> um, who's your punter? I feel like we got to
1: give some love to one of the D tackles.
0: Yeah. So we got a lot of ends. I, right I now. would put right. Wendell Bryant in there. Wendell Bryant. That yeah. Yeah. All timer uh, I mean, he
2: that he solidified his legacy. And you know, before we were talking about the not one play or one game, but that uh, Rose Bowl sack to mm. to secure a Rose Bowl championship. I mean, that's one of the first memories that'll, if anybody says that name, that you're like, Oh yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, oh yeah, that yeah, guy. yeah. Um, but I mean, still, I mean, he did 24 sacks. All right, so how do you his... feel about
0: Erasmus James, Wendell Bryant, JJ Watt and Sala? Works for me. Nellie, you're the one that disagrees with like everything. What do you think about those four?
1: I don't really have an opinion on Sala. Cause I don't think I ever saw him play. But I agree with the other 93 three. 93 to 96. Yeah, so yeah. exactly. <laughs> so we have
0: one safety spot open. Jim Leonard, obviously, the other one. And then Punter.
2: Punter, for me, uh, I'm, I'm going with my guy, Kenny DeBush.
0: Uh, was it uh, Stem... Stem uh, Kevin Stemke? Stemkey. Yeah, he was pretty good, too.
1: Also mentioned Pat, O'd, Pat O'Day Pat from, O'd, yeah.
2: from, like, the <laughs> 1900s. Pat and O'Day.
1: I think you'd have to go with... Uh, nortman for more recently yeah brad right? nortman
2: and then you also have jim Bakken that uh we got uh, bakken. Pat richter start uh, talked about uh yep yeah the other day um but yeah you
0: got bachin for kicker and then punter and nelson you wouldn't put the punter up uh from um the uh rose bowl would you
1: anthony lottie
0: yeah you wouldn't put your, your boy up lottie <laughs> would you because um, you said you, re- I couldn't remember if you are saying positive things about him or negative things I after the
1: season was over. I wouldn't have let him kick in my intermural flag football team. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> what are you really saying a lot about him? Was that after the? Was it? A, was it the Ohio State game? What game was it? The Big Ten championship no, the, game? Or was it the Rose Bowl? Both. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Uh, yeah, both. And now, can we please, for the love of God, move on? Oh, man. I'm trying to forget that. I'd say Nor- Norman's a beast, dude. Pat O'Day. Paddle day, hundred and ten yard punt. Okay, yard, that right there, hundred yard punt. How and do then you do an
2: eighty-five yard punt in his career?
0: Can someone explain to me the hundred and ten yard punt?
2: Go look up <laughs> at the football field dimensions in the 1890s nineties. Eighteen.
0: Uh, I'm gonna
2: say it was more along the lines of a Canadian style football field.
1: Well, according to his wiki, he was from Australia, so I wonder if he was a... Uh, he was the, the original rugby-style rugby
2: kicker. Rugby style kicker.
0: I mean, and he
1: got a nice role.
0: Yeah.
2: I, we could probably just drop him as your specialist. <laughs> okay,
0: if you're dropping a 110-yard punt, yeah, you have to be the all-timer. Well, I mean, he well, also and, specialized in drop, drop kicks. kicks. He, had a, yeah. he had 62, okay.
2: 57, oh, 55. And I mean, okay, kicking a ball is kicking a
0: ball. Yeah. How do you kick a ball 110 y- dude 110 yard granted
2: punt. they also played with a more rugby style ball back still then too uh, no i that's a
0: the man of the golden leg He's yeah. booming pat, pat, pat oday there we go be getting
1: receiving accolades on the all wisconsin team the 100
2: pre-modern and, era kicker
1: 120
0: years after he played yeah hey hey i mean if you're a legend you're a legend yeah 110 right. yard punt and yeah. he was a drop kicker
2: yeah the Dave, Rev- Dave Revson in his uh college football book has like a whole chapter on the guy. So I mean he's pretty in there in terms
0: of college football. I got to look up those dimensions from like 1890s. <laughs> 110 yard punt? I yeah, I am, I assume it rolled ahead of rolled some.
2: All air. No, I am going to assume it rolled too. No, I'm gonna,
0: no I'm gonna I want I want to assume it was all air. Quite, I'm going to assume it no, rolled quite a bit. I want to assume it was all air. Like there's no way we'll ever know. I'm going to assume yeah. he, I'm going to assume he booted that thing all air, 110 yards. <laughs> Just one hell, he was dialed in that hell thing. of a kick. Just one hell of a kick. <laughs> I'm gonna model all of But if I'm it American. is rolling, I'm assuming it's rolling very far. Why didn't you pick it up? Who just kept letting it roll back and back and back? <laughs> there's so many questions.
1: 110-yard punt. sources are saying that it was a non-winded. A non-winded. Uh, a non-wind-aided? <laughs> yeah. Nice. It, was a, it was a calm
0: day. There you go. Poof. All right,
1: just we'll be
0: right back. 110-yard <laughs> <110 laughs> Into a hurricane wind. Think about it. Yeah, the wind was blowing against him. Think <laughs> about that. All right, so RJ, when it comes to uh, Wisconsin football, I mean, you eat, sleep, and breathe you were here yesterday to talk about the all-time team for the offensive side of the ball. And right now, we do have a Twitter poll going on at Zone Madison. What is because we had to finish who's going to join Ron Dane as mm-hmm. a running back, and we have it up at Zone Madison for a Twitter poll: Melvin Gordon or Jonathan Taylor. Right now, Jonathan Taylor is leading the way, fifty-six to forty-three. It was a it was a back and forth battle for a long time, but now Taylor is kind of uh, taking a slight edge. So, right now, Taylor is doing that. Get your vote on right now. But we're talking defensive side of the ball today. And we were talking a lot off air about linebackers. Mm-hmm. But before we do linebackers, we're going to do – Nellie was, like, championing the cause to be all DBs. Like, let's have four, you know, DBs. I think we're going two <laughs> cornerbacks and two safeties. I'd, yeah, I'd say Jimmy that Jimmy Leonard, of course, is, a, is, is one of them for the safety. Oh, yeah. Like, that's – no discussion there, yeah. who would the other safety be? I brought up Chris Marigos, and you said no,
2: Ah, uh, yeah. And I like Chris Marigos. There's like Caputo and a, a bunch of recent guys. Um uh, I actually like Danny Vanden Boom's dad, Matt Vanden Boom, who was uh, an all-American here at Wisconsin, depending on what all- American list you look at, you mm-hmm. know. Um, I, I I think those are two pretty good options. and there's. There's like more recent guys too. So I mean, Jimmy Leonard's definitely one.
0: He's the number one.
2: And I don't think you need to differentiate between strong and free safety here. It's no, just no, safety. we're not we're not right.
0: driving that deep. Um,
2: <laughs> so yeah, there's there's a bunch of other guys there we can we can look at. Um and well, how nah. about when it comes to cornerback? Because I know yeah.
0: Nelson Nelson was Nelson was on the Troy Vincent train. And that's why he just wanted to do DBs, right, Nelson? Yeah,
1: because I think it'd be easier to come up with a a solid group. of Well, the point
2: isn't supposed to be easy. If it was easy, then yeah, you just list off.
0: Yeah, people in their twenties are already looking for the easy way out, RJ.
2: Right. So we're and (laughs) thirties. So we're trying here to. So many twenty-year-olds just want to quit. A a little debate. You got to piss some people off when you're uh, when you're doing this, which is easy to do. uh, You know, Troy Vincent in college was a cornerback, not a safety. Yeah. Uh so I'd put him in the cornerback things and there. I mean, you have one solid I think in Jamar Fletcher and the other ones up for debate. Uh you got Eccles, you got Scott Starks, you got Troy Vincent, you got Nick Nelson for yeah. his one year here. Um Beast. I mean, there's there's a few there that we can now go over. Uh and I think two uh, you have Fletcher and Leonard are two locks. Now we yes. argue over the other safety position and the other cornerback position.
0: Alright, so who'd you who would you who would you guys debate on? I know Nelson's got some names.
2: Um well, I mean, I just listed off the next three I would probably say in terms so how would of you rank them? Eccles, uh uh Stark and Vincent and like Troy Vincent was my first ever favorite player. That guy <laughs> uh, a beast. <laughs> yeah. Um and then I'd
1: probably go Scott Starks though. Nelly? I was just gonna go with Troy Vincent. He's the guy that kind of started it all with yeah. the big names on defense.
0: Yeah, Troy Vincent is. I'm putting. I'm putting him down right now. Sorry, I'm writing Troy Vincent. Yes. So, and you you want to throw up Jamar Fletcher then, R.J.
2: Oh, I I figured he was a lock.
0: Yeah, I wrote him down. I mean, and if you really want to go,
2: the next statistically best guy was Fletcher's running mate in Mike Eccles. If you want to go by career statistics in terms of an overall cornerback, it's the two guys that were on that team were just probably the best two in
0: Wisconsin history. But But you give Fletcher the nod and then you throw Troy Vincent the other bone?
2: Eh, maybe. It's it's tough. I know. It's it's pretty tough. It's a good problem to have for Wisconsin. Troy Vincent's a name and he went on to do really good things at safety in the NFL, but at cornerback, there's probably some guys who are better than him statistically overall uh, at Wisconsin.
0: Now we do have one safety position still kind of open that we're talking about here. Yeah, and you, what did you print out there? Because I see you got a giant pamphlet.
2: Oh, I just stats and stuff.
0: That's that's badass, right? Yeah. there. What are some cool? You got any good stats to share on there? In terms of what? I mean, just who we're talking about. You got any some, anything good on there? You got like the Bible of Wisconsin. Uh, sports right there
2: like uh let's see we have passes defended mike eckles number one for a career in 62 um you know pass breakups mike eckles number one with 49 <laughs> uh he, he like mike Eccles just pops up all over the place on here and yeah. yet because he was number two to fletcher everybody kind of just
0: lets him he's kind of like a forgotten yeah. about a little plus, bit. plus he had one more year do we need a safety one more we have jim leonard then who um, Ooh, and then we're throwing in kick return and, and punt return. I
2: just remembered two others now.
0: Safeties? Yeah. All right, let's spit Jeff, them
2: out. Jeff Messenger or Scott Nelson Ooh. and Jason Doring.
0: Just pick one. <sighs> just,
1: Nelson, pick one.
0: Yeah,
2: go Nelson.
1: I see. That's why I wanted to use Troy Vincent as a safety because I figured it'd be yeah, a lot easier band. to go Leonard Vincent and then pick two corners that were. Better because I knew the second safety was going to be extremely hard.
2: Um, you know what? Do it. Let's go with Doug's Dakota Dixon.
0: Yeah. Oh, Doug and called calling. He had Dakota Dixon on his. Yeah. And Doug is the reason why we're doing this right now. So yeah, I'm going with Doug. And and Dakota Dixon beast
2: for yeah. And you know he might not pop up on all these do the injuries and stuff, but the impact like guys have said he had on them while he was on the field and off it being the mentor and that kind of stuff. Sometimes that's a little more, totally. uh, you know, being, a, that, that's a little more meaningful yeah. than just all carries your a little stats. Little more weight. And it, it's not like he's not being a part of the team there. So uh, yeah, I do like that pick.
0: All right. Then, and RJ, you and Nelson, you guys brought this up, kick returner, punt returner. Let's to finalize our list here.
2: Oh man. Uh, Kick returner, David Gilreath, punt returner, Nick Davis. And I agree with you on both of them. <laughs>
0: I
1: mean, how Nick Davis, if if you just how many times can a guy that's five foot ten and listed hundred and seventy seven pounds, be described as having
0: Popeye biceps? <laughs> right? I feel like that's gotta be <laughs> that your, gives you credit for something right there. Uh, real quick, Nelly, six oh eight, three two one sixteen six. Let's go to the phones. Welcome to the Joan Ebo show. Who do I got? I'm got Mark from Madison. Hey Mark, what's up, brother? Matt Vandenboom. That's all you gotta say, Boomer. Yeah, yeah. Checking out. RJ had that on there too. Oh, DJ, I did apologize. No, no, no. That's so, okay. No, no, no. You don't apologize. We we, uh, we were debating between like a bunch of names. So you'd go, you go, Van Boom, the Boomer. Absolutely. Look at, look at what he did in some big. Game. You know, he, it's it's pretty typical you are talking about new guys and guys in the last. You know the Alvarez thing, but Boomer went, went back then. We beat Michigan, Ohio State, and Purdue in the same year, and that hadn't been done in 20 years. And yeah, and that's Before and that's a a, that's a product that. of us being born when we were born. You know, we we we've seen these guys play. So when it comes to some of these, you know, other guys, we need people like you to call in and and let us know. Teach us, whippersnappers. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> All right, gentlemen. You guys, have a good one. Yeah, you Thank as well. You. you too.
1: Thanks. That was good stuff right there. All right,
0: so I got to mix I'm not.
1: Know. I'm not gonna lie. I don't think. Uh, I'm not agreeing with the Dakota Dixon.
2: See, you don't have to. You could have just been like, no. Yeah. You,
1: like, instead of saying I don't have an opinion, yeah, or just said no. I mean,
2: I'm okay with putting Mad he got in there.
1: so bad in his last
0: bowl game, like I can't unsee he was that. Was that. Was it sure was that Mark and Madison? Yeah. Well, Mark, I just crossed out. No offense, Dakota Dixon. You just got you just got crossed off the list for Mad Vanden Boom and Vanden Boom on. I, yeah. That I mean, whole that, that, scene guys, name's Vanden not... Boom.
1: Are you are you saying he was hurt that whole season? He got, no, that bowl
2: game. I mean he, he came got, back
1: and was not fully there. He didn't look good that whole year. He probably was. He probably should have left early.
0: <laughs> All right. So what did I you I mean, if say? he was looking at his highest <laughs> value, it was probably a mistake for, for him to come back. Uh kick returners and punt returners? You uh kick
2: returner, I said David Gilreath. And, and punt, punt returner, returner Nick, Nick Davis. Davis.
0: And Nick Davis. But I will but say what, this. And Nelson brought up another point, but this guy is in prison, so I don't know if that affects it. <laughs> it's not supposed to. Yeah, it's not. It's what he did <laughs> while he was playing.
1: I will say this: it was quite fun putting uh, Michael Bennett at kick returner in Madden because he was 99 speed.
0: Was he? Was he the first guy of 99 speed? <laughs> I think he was. <laughs> he might have
1: been. What was that? I think it was. The, was it the 2002 game with Madden? Wow. I think he was. Yeah, I think that was. When the game was, he was when was Mike speed. Vick on the cover? 2004.
0: Because didn't he have, right did he have 99 speed? Before the dog speed? thing broke. Did he have 99 speed or 98 speed?
1: <laughs> I think, I don't remember. Because I know I know old 03 was Marshall Falk.
0: No, oh, Marshall Falk, yeah. Man, somebody, somebody, oh, made, But yes. Man.
1: Michael Bennett was 99 speed. I think it was the 2002. I did not realize. Troy Vincent
2: and Jim Leonard have the same amount of kick return, punt returned for touchdowns as Nick Davis. And Ira Matthews from the mid 70s. Punt returns for touchdowns.
0: I mean, we could we could uh, you know amend the list here. Mark and Madison just called in, and I crossed off Dixon. I said we're going boom. And
2: let's see, punt returns. Jim Leonard is number one in punt returns
0: yardage. Oh wow. Because. Like, Alan Amici made, like, the high road to though. Uh,
2: David Gilreath is, like, number one in everything for cake returns. So I think we're good there.
0: <laughs> and I think he
1: cemented his spot with just the Ohio State return.
0: Yeah. yeah. All right, we got to uh, unveil it. it. Took us two days, but we finally got it. Wisconsin's all-time football team. You ready to bring them out, Nelly? We're going to start offense. Quarterback led by... Russell Wilson, Sierra approved. Wide receivers, Lee Evans, Ale Toon, the tight end, the face that built the place, Pat Richter, the last nine time letter winner for the Wisconsin Badgers. And hell, we went back and gave him three extras because as a freshman, he should have got him. So he is now official 12 time, according to the Joan Ebo show. Running backs, we had to take two days to solve who would join Ron Dane, and that would be Jonathan Taylor and Ron Dane, fullback. We went with our guy, Matt Bernstein. I mean, storytelling alone in that Penn State game. Awesome. Center, Mike Webster. Left tackle, Joe Thomas. Right tackle, Aaron Gibson. Left guard, Travis Frederick. Right guard, Kevin Zeitler. Our kicker, Jim Bakken. And then for the defense, we went for the line. Erasmus James, Wendell Bryant, J.J. Watt, Sala. Linebackers then, Chris Borland, uh, Pete Monty. We have Joe Schobert, DeAndre Levy, and then cornerbacks, our D-backs, we had Jamar Fletcher, Troy Vincent, Jim Leonard, Mark Bandenboom, and our punter, Pat O'Day. And O'Day was the guy that punted 110 yards. That's crazy. And then kick return and punt return. Did we settle on that? Did you want Michael Mennon up there for one of them? No, uh, I think we ended up settling on David Gilreath and, and uh, Nick Davis. Yep. So there you go. And then the one, the one. That was the hybrid that it transcended the list. You want to announce who that was, Nelson? That was Alan Amici, fullback
1: slash running back.
0: Slash everything. Slash beast. So there you go, the Wisconsin all-time list. Are you are you happy with it for the most part? I think overall for the most part. I think it's pretty solid. Yeah, that's a solid list right there. And if you have any complaints, well, tough ditties. Make your own list. <laughs> Thanks for RJ for uh, jumping in and helping us. Compile that and Doug In Shano for inspiring it. All right, so we're talking a little bit about if there's no fans in the stands for football. And Vikings quarterback, Kirk Cousins, said it would be kind of refreshing, a breath of fresh air. <laughs> of all the quarterbacks to say it, of course it's Kirk Cousins. Could you imagine if Aaron Rodgers were to say this? Or, you know, Tom Brady were to say this? They would be chastised. They, 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 what? You thrive on competition. I'm actually curious on
1: how Vegas would set the lines for yeah, these games. Yeah, because, because it affects because, a
0: lot. Well,
1: obviously, without having fans, normally you know how they have the, the standard three points yeah. for home field advantage. Yeah. How many points would said team be getting in a game now? Because obviously there's still travel and, and all that different – practice schedules that come into play, mm-hmm. but would it be one point? Would it be one and a half points? There's no fans there. That's what I'd be interested to see how it would work.
0: Yeah, we'll have um, our gambler to the stars, Raphael, on, on Friday. So we'll ask him. He usually joins us around 8.50 on Fridays.
1: Yeah, essentially there's no fans, obviously, and it would just be yeah, so what, would what be? is the taxing? How much does the travel and the, the different – Practice schedule affect
0: them. Now you would say like out of out of, let's give a percentage out of the whole NFL, how many players do you think thrive on the energy that comes from the crowd?
1: Man, I would probably go with probably
0: fifty percent. I'd say I would put it up in like even higher than that. I feel like if you you 50, get the, 50 was probably
1: kind to Kirk Cousins. I was I was thinking between fifty and seventy five. I was thinking like ninety percent, but. It was probably too much. I think there's a decent amount of guys that just know they're extremely talented, yeah. kind of like Jay Cutler, where they're kind of just like, I'm just here for a paycheck. Yeah. I don't really care, which is their right. Sure. I mean, they're that good of an athlete. They got there. They don't have to be rah-rah, I love football. Yeah.
0: You just need to be a self-motivator.
1: So I think there are some guys that that fall into that camp, but I think, yeah, a lot of people
0: but Use does that it, energy does it even surprise you though that it would be Kirk Cousins saying that it would be a breath of fresh air if there was no fans in the stands
1: See it doesn't surprise me that he might be one of those guys that falls into that camp it would, it surprises me that he comes out and says
0: that Yeah that's bad because cuz he's got to know what the public perception of him is Like he yeah
1: <laughs> he if this was like if you were Kirk Cousins and I was You know Don't you ever
0: say that again about me if
1: I was Adam Thielen and we were having a conversation after practice like, Yeah, man, I don't really think I would care if we didn't have fans, it'd be nice. That's one thing, but going and saying it to reporters
0: Yeah. Like you know they're gonna run with that story. Oh my god. They know that Especially when there's nothing going on, you're gonna be talked about like nonstop. And you know you've had a lot of critics. Oh my god, yeah. At Michigan State, at Washington, and Minnesota.
1: Like there have been critics about your game.
0: And and like well so he goes, so honestly to go out and just play the game would be refreshing, a breath of fresh air just to let us know that we don't have to have all the smoke and the fire, we can just play football. So as long as we're playing the game, I don't have a lot of complaints. And hopefully it is still not returned to normal. hopefully if it's still not returned to normal, we can find a way to make it. See, work. I would've respected
1: him more if he just would have came out and flat out said, Yeah, the horn we play is stupid. Now that would have been funny. That I would get behind.
0: Oh, he can't say that because oh, his, then his fan base would. Oh, he already
1: that. just said he wouldn't mind if
0: none of his, his fan base was there anyways. Uh, Might as well true. say that the horn stinks. I got to feel like, though, his fan base, the Vikings fan base probably would prefer no fans because they're probably sick of the Boo Birds raining down on their quarterback. So they do go to the Vikings this coming year will go to both Seattle and New Orleans. So maybe that's why old Kirky doesn't want fans. He doesn't want to deal with the Hudat Nation. He doesn't want to deal with the 12th man. Yeah, I mean I mean, I can imagine it's just there.
1: bizarre why he would say that. Because you know it's going to be picked up, especially right now.
0: Yeah. And the comment section and is it just gonna, brutal yeah, to brutal. And you Cousins. knew the feedback wasn't going to be good. Oh, it's going to be brutal. I I'm looking at some of the oof. Some of the responses to um so I've one See, of the stories is on profile. It doesn't Football even talk.
1: matter that it's Kirk Cousins. It could have been Tom Brady, it could have been Aaron Rodgers. Anyone who came out and said that was gonna get criticized.
0: And so Because
1: it, yeah. who who are all the people that are commenting on those sections? The fans. So
0: they're all fans. Emily at Fly Eagles Fly 43 says, Imagine Kirk Cousins being your franchise quarterback. Oof rocketman 08 says, no wonder Stefan Diggs wanted to escape from this softie. Uh, Another one. These comments are going to write themselves. And then someone responds, I was going to say, you don't even need to comment on this. The joke wrote itself in the headline. Kirk Cousins says, it'd be a breath of fresh air. It'd be refreshing without fans in the stands. Oh, Vikings fans, call in. Let me know what you think of this. 608-321-1670. If Aaron Rodgers said this, oh, my God. It's a
1: bad look for anyone saying this right now. It
0: just Damn. happened to be Kirk Cousins. Uh, this guy says, doesn't want to hear all the boos when he chokes. And then, was, well, they beat the Saints. Yeah, know, one, one game for uh, And,
1: I mean, a lot of these fans that are commenting,
0: I wonder how many are Minnesota Viking fans. This person says, Kirk Cousins uses a meat thermometer when he grills steaks. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I've seeing a lot of Eagles fans in here. Eagles fans are some of the worst um because that,
1: let's not forget these are the same minnesota vikings that were in contract talks with signing an extension correct with Kirk cousins yeah didn't he sign did, his extension i think so yeah he did and that was like right before all this stuff
0: happened so it feels like years ago right yeah so these last the what, guy, what are we in? day 35 what day are we in for no sports 35? 35 i think on here day 35 no sports it feels like it's been years how long does it feel? Years,
1: long, longer than a month.
0: Long time. I'm starting to forget my own but, name.
1: But I mean, you just worked out a deal for an extension for your quarterback, and he turns around a month or so later and says, "Yeah, I'm cool with no fans." The refreshing. fans, the fans are what put the money in your pocket. Yeah,
0: that's why. <laughs> the optics. Now, a little—is it taken out of a little bit of context? I'm sure, sure it is. It it is. But nothing, still,
1: nothing is. Taken for what it is these days. But I think that's at pretty the, end of the day.
0: This is his quote verbatim. But more often than not, you're used to it. No noise, that is. OTA practices don't have a lot of pomp and circumstance to them. So honestly, to go out and just play the game would kind of be refreshing. A breath of fresh air to just let us know that we don't have to have all the smoke and the fire and we can just play football. Cousins continued, so as long as we're playing the game, I won't have a lot of complaints, and hopefully if it's still not returned to normal, we can find a way to make it work, which we all can agree with. I hope we can find a way to make it work, because if we don't have football, my God, it's doomsday. But Kirk Cousins literally says in it, it would be kind of refreshing and a breath of fresh air when asked about playing with no fans. Still, the optics, why would you ever say that?
1: He would say that now, but then if if his check ever got changed because there weren't fans there because they weren't bringing yeah. the same kind of income, oh, well, can we bring fans back? Then he would be upset that he he wasn't getting his money. Which is which is my biggest peeve with all the professional athletes. They don't want to go play, but yet they still want to get paid. <laughs>